0: Hi, it's Kevin McCullough. You've heard me for weeks telling you that I'm getting better sleep than I've ever gotten before because of my pillow. My pillow was just awarded the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation. My pillow is the world's most comfortable pillow because their patented interlocking fill conforms to my unique shape, resulting in the most restful sleep I've ever had in my life. And my pillow stays cool throughout the night. They guarantee it for 10 full years not to go flat. In addition, you can just throw it in the washer dryer and keep it nice and fresh for years to come. And now, a better reason for you to try my Pillow, 50% off of all products at MyPillow.com. That includes all sizes of pillows, the fabulous bed topper that revolutionized my lovely bride's sleep, and everything else, 50% off. And if you can't check them out online, then give them a call. The number is 800-506-2641. That's 800-506-2641. 1-800-506-2641. And most important of all, use the promo code KMC. Promo code KMC when you call. Well, he's written about all kinds of things in in relationship to the political winds of the day. He's the brother of the most famous talk show host in America. But he's also just penned a book on apologetics for the uh, real world to take a look at and see if the claims of Christ can be defended. Up next, Jesus on trial. A lawyer affirms the truth of the Gospels penned by David Limbaugh. David joins us exclusively now on The Kevin McCullough Show. The
1: Musclehead Revolution The
2: then I crashed into And up in flames Could have the death
0: Revolution.
1: Kevin, I like you. Musclehead is better than
0: bonehead. With me tonight is Kevin McCullough. With his now syndicated columnist, Kevin McCullough. Joining us now, Kevin McCullough, who blogs at townhall.com. They found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. A musclehead revolution. Overturning liberalism with common sense thinking. Calling
2: on listeners from across the country to fight back. You are know, like a man. You take the well. You we musclehead. musclehead revolution. Here's what you want, it's, what I have, it's what you make me.
0: Kevin McCullough, your humble servant uh, behind the microphone, AAA 589 8840. And uh, so, so glad that uh, we get to engage in a process each day that is uh, very simple. What we want to do is we want to obliterate confusion. What we want to do is we want to amplify truth. What we want to do is pursue clarity. And in doing those uh, three little steps, we do one thing towards taking our culture and our world back for the cause of truth. And why why is truth necessary? Because without it, civilization will absolutely fall apart. So whether it's uh, dealing with uh, boots on the ground in a theater of war, whether it's dealing with a deadly disease, whether it's dealing with the economy, or whether it's dealing with one's relationship with the eternal, it is important to know that what we are believing or we put our hopes and confidence in actually has some degree of proof to it. And that's why um, on this broadcast today, I want to do something a little different than we normally do. We normally dissect the headlines, and we normally get into everything that is being uh, uh, made as news that day. But I have set aside this hour uh, to talk with someone who I deeply respect because he, he plays a role in that discussion of the culture and of the uh, world around us. But he himself has gone on a, a journey of investigation, of, of actual evidence finding, and he has gone and done something that no one else has done that I'm aware of, and that is he has put Jesus on trial. His name is David Limbaugh, and you might recognize that last name. He is the uh, younger brother of the famous talk show host. That'll be the story we stick with. Anyway, David, welcome. Kevin McCullough, glad to have you here. Kevin, long
1: time no talk. You're a good friend, and it's an honor to be on your show. Uh,
0: Who is the older brother of the two?
1: My older brother is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Very good. Well,
1: right. He's an old man. He's 63. I think I'm not even 62 yet.
0: (laughs) Okay. Very good. Well, I was actually with some people the other night. We were having dinner here in New York and um, I I said, you know, David's going to come on the show. And we're going to talk about his book about Jesus. And I'd read some of it, and so they were asking me all these questions. But I said, yeah, it's really good. you got to get it. And then they got into an argument over which Limbaugh brother was older. And I'm like, I, you know, I have no idea. I don't know that I've ever even asked them. I just know that Cape Girardeau is the home of the famous Limbaugh's. But I, I, that's the only trivia question I could answer as it relates to you guys. But, uh, no, it's, it, it's an honor to have you.
1: Thank you. Well, I got more white hair than he does. I think that's part of the
0: confusion. Yeah, but see, here's here's, and you're talking to a man that's a charter member of this club. You just have more hair than he does, all the way around. <laughs> that's true too. So, so I'd take the white as opposed to what I've got, and I'm I'm fairly younger than you. So anyway, uh, David Limbaugh is his name. He is a best-selling New York Times best-selling author. He's also a very successful uh, attorney and has represented some of the uh, largest names in talk radio in terms of what they. Uh, do uh, in their uh, public life and he is also a prolific writer writes a weekly uh, op-ed that is carried by many of the syndication uh, pieces uh, throughout the country uh, and has written i I don't know how many books you've written now david what number is this for you six and uh, all of and all of them have been new york times bestsellers
1: yes i've been blessed i have to say
0: yeah. Well, let's talk about this, because I think people hear your last name and they, and they immediately say, oh, well, I know what that's about. It's going to be about politics and it's about right-wing uh, uh, viewpoints on things. Y- you came to your walk of faith how uh, in the midst of uh, living your life? And you talk a little bit about it in the book, but why, why, if, why a book about Jesus and why a book about uh, whether or not uh, the proof for him is, is relevant?
1: I have a pastor friend, actually the seminary professor, I should say, who uh, used to really like me, and, but he's a strong political liberal. I know there's a little disconnect there. And, and I, and I worry that he didn't like me, so I told my pastor, should I send Bob a copy of this, because he's one of my pastor's mentors. And he said, yeah, he loves you. He, he doesn't like my politics either. So I sent him an email that, dear Bob, your political nemesis nemesis and your spiritual ally i want to send you this book about jesus and he by the way he, and he's he's going to use it on one of his friends uh, one of his skeptic friends who's a doctor now here's an interesting thing uh, why, why i'm answering the question this way he this is a trained theologian a trained pastor a guy who teaches pastors to go out into the world and teach other people and minister and he thought and this is not me bragging. This is, it, to whatever extent, this is a blessing to people. It's, I'm just a messenger, and the work is uh, God. And but he said he thought this book was really uh, geared toward helping uh, reaching skeptics, and that's why I really decided to write it in a nutshell. When I was asked to write it, first thing, two things happened. One is two high school friends of mine, and they're actually great school friends of mine. And I have dinner maybe once a year, once every two years. A year ago, a little over a year ago, we, I was having dinner with them. Neither of them are believers. They're both nice guys. One of them's a little bit edgy, provocative, and smart alecky, and said, "I don't see how anybody," and he knows I'm a Christian. "I don't see how any rational person can believe in Christianity." Hmm. And it was, you know, it's throwing down the uh, the the uh, gauntlet. And I, I said, I started talking to him, and. And I, I didn't really do a very adequate job of defending the faith, even though I had all this stuff in, in, in my mind somewhere. I, it just wasn't on the top of my mind. I wasn't in the mood. And I thought the next day I kind of failed. I had a great opportunity. I failed. It probably wouldn't have made much difference in that context, in that setting, but I still didn't look at feel good about it. And I, I resolved that I was going to be better prepared if so somebody put me on the spot next time. Uh, and then within three days, Harry Crocker at Regnery, this very book, a lawyer looks at this, the truth of the Christian faith and, and examines it in ways that renders his verdict. And I thought this could be providential promptings. I mean I'm not a very charismatic Christian, but I do believe that God may have been prompting me and that this was more than a coincidence. And so despite the fact that I don't have formal theological credentials, I decided to write this precisely because I might having a background as a skeptic, I might be able to relate to other skeptics also having a platform in the secular world with a column and books, I might be able to reach people that your ordinary pastor or theologian couldn't. So I decided to do it, and I, I decided to trace my spiritual journey. It's not just a classical apologetic, although it does cover all those subjects that the apologists, the classical apologetic apologists cover, from the reliability of the Bible to miracles to tr- the existence of truth and, and um, to the, the historicity of Jesus Christ and all that. But I also, in order to have any chance of planting seeds in skeptics' minds, I thought I had to approach this. I thought my approach to this had to mirror my own path. And by that I mean, I wanted to tell them my journey a little bit, which isn't anything fantastic and no uh, lightning bolts. Tell them that I was a doubter, that I'm not a, a judgmental about doubters. In fact, we're admonished to go out and love and try to spread the good news, not to judge people. I sure, sure wouldn't judge people. I understand their doubts. I have. I had a bunch of doubts. I still have lingering doubts about some things. It's just that the overwhelming weight of the evidence is in favor of the truth of Christianity's truth claims. And so I, I just thought I might be able to reach these people, so I wanted to show them in this, in my, uh, I wanted the book to mirror structurally my path. And so mm. it, it, I didn't get the classical apologetics until the last half of the book. first chapter is my spiritual journey, a little bit about that autobiographical second two chapters are what I call aha moments, chapters two and three, where things about Christianity stories or passages in Scripture are, are doctrinal teachings that just uh, blew me away that I wanted to share because I thought they would draw people in like they drew me in. in the next two chapters, I, I talk about the paradoxical teachings of Christianity because a lot of these are counterintuitive, and mm-hmm. I think that's fascinating. I think they're done that way to make us dig deeper, and then I go into the unity of the Bible, the deity and humanity of Jesus Christ. I think the Bible sells itself, and I think theology is fascinating and will draw people in. So I'm not just a classical apologist advocate. I think the Bible speaks for itself. I think it's called presuppositional apologetics. I want to apply that approach, too, because I really believe it's the inspired Word of God, and I believe if people study it with an open mind and heart and ask God into their lives, that he won't turn them down, and he will reveal himself to them directly. That is my hope, and that's why I did this.
0: Well, and uh, that's, that's some good context, David. And, and as we discuss, I want to get more into your story, because I think the story is, is as powerful as any of the uh, arguments that you make. But real quickly, I want to tell people the name of the book is Jesus on Trial. Uh, if you're watching on your screen, uh, you see the uh, Thorn of Crowns on the cover. Uh, it's been endorsed by Lee Strobel, Michelle Malkin, Ravi Zacharias, Frank Turek, uh, and uh, others, and uh, I, I, I am privileged to, as David said before we came on, to, to know David off-air as well, and he sent me uh, a chance to look at the manuscript uh, ahead of time, and I got pretty excited about this, uh, David, because people that do a lot of reading in the realm of apologetics, they, they do sometimes get heavy, some of the arguments sometimes do get heavy-handed, minus a narrative of how truth has changed a person's life personally, and I think one of the overriding most incredible pieces of Christianity is the fact that even though the Savior came and died 2000 plus years ago, people's lives still exhibit substantive change today. So when a Stephen Baldwin comes out of a Baldwin family, as an actor, as a drug abuser, as a womanizer, finds uh, Christ finds him, calls him, he surrenders to that call. And he becomes a born-again Christian, uh, heals his marriage, stops performing in R-rated films. Uh, Yes, gets a little bit blackballed because of it. But that substantive change in the life of that one person is seen by his uh, brothers who have yet to find Jesus. It's seen by legions of fans that saw him light 54 cigarettes in Biodome. It's seen by people around him. And I've had a hard time understanding why skeptics are so skeptical given the fact that true redemptive change is exhibited in kind of miracle after miracle in people's lives today. Stay with us, Kevin McCullough Show. Hi, it's Kevin McCullough, and I've got some great news for you. Uh, you've been hearing me for weeks brag about the new quality of sleep I get uh, in each and every night that I now sleep on a thing called my pillow. It's uh, for a lot of scientific uh, scientific reasons as to why that's occurring. Uh, one is they've got this interlocking fill that stays in place and supports your head uh, and does it uh, better than down, better than memory foam, better than anything else that's out there because the way it interlocks and works together, it's just better technology. But the other parts of my pillow that are awesome is that that technology has now brought about some recognition. For instance, they have been named the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation. Now, that's like the Food and Drug Administration for uh, your organic broccoli. They're saying this is the best. It's the only pillow endorsed by the National Sleep Foundation. Now, if that means something to you, and I would think it does, then you should take advantage of their incredible celebration because for the month of September, Mike at MyPillow told me that they're going to take 50% off everything in the MyPillow store because both their pillow and their bed topper were named the official products of the National Sleep Foundation, again, only endorsing one product in each category that they uh, list. Now, the bed topper, I've told you about that too, my lovely bride, it's four inches of sheer wonderfulness on top of our mattress. Uh, She is now expecting our next child, and she had not been sleeping well. We got this bed topper. She began to sleep long and deep every single night. In fact, uh, this uh, holiday weekend, she woke up on one day and said, Oh man, I can't believe what good sleep I got last night. In fact, uh, uh, the the father-in-law has been over visiting for most of the month of August. He wanted to see his grandbabies. He lives in California. We live in New York, and uh, he, he had had a hard time with sleep apnea and snoring and some other stuff. We gave him a my pillow his second night of his three-week visit. We didn't hear him snore the rest of his visit. In fact, he said, "Can I take the my pillow home?" <laughs> Well, we're going to make sure he gets more than just that because we're going to take advantage of the 50% off sale at MyPillow.com celebrating the fact that the National Sleep Foundation has named them the products that they will endorse. They also uh, guarantee, they, MyPillow, guarantees their product not to go flat for 10 full years. It's warranted for a decade I dare you to find a pillow that has that kind of guarantee of performance anywhere else. And for whatever reason, if you just don't like it, don't like the way it looks, whatever, you can return it, no questions asked, the first 60 days that you have it. What do you have to lose? Absolutely nothing. But here's what I need you to do. I need you to call this number and get your My Pillow ordered and take advantage of that 50% off uh, everything in their store. It's 800-506-2641. Now, this is only for the month of September. and use promo code KMC for Kevin McCullough when you call. That's 800-506-2641 or MyPillow.com. We will never experience anything like this again in our lives.
2: One, two, three, four. One team had the longest winning streak in sports history. Twelve years, 151 games in a row. Inspired by the extraordinary true story of De La Salle High School. We were never just about winning. We were built on families and our town coming together. Until the longest winning streak in sports history is now over. But when you lose more than a game, Danny! Don't one How do you find your way back? People always ask, me what it's like to never lose today i am lost because it's not about winning we got caught up in the hype the glory and the relentless pressure that's not who we are it's about growing up
0: don't let a game define who you are let the way you live your lives do that
2: it's about standing tall when the game stands tall a film about faith family and football starring Jen caviezel In theaters August 22nd. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Go to StandTallResources.com.
0: Of course, right across the street from the 9-11 Memorial and Museum. It is a a place, it is a historic place intersection where we come to you from every day with a burden for a country that has been impacted by events that have taken place at these intersections for a very, very long time and even more recently. And as someone that has observed that pop culture and uh, been involved in its uh, discussion and public policy, David Limbaugh is uh, not only an observer of what goes on in the world around us, but he is also a believer in Jesus and somebody that when asked uh, to uh, pen a book on apologetics, uh, David, you and I spoke. You, you you didn't feel like you were necessarily the best person to do this at the time, but uh, the, the approach you took to it was to put Jesus on trial. Talk about that concept.
1: Yeah, well, I, I didn't exactly agree with that title, but, but publishers always win what comes of titles, whether it's a column <laughs> publisher or a book publisher. I I've noticed that,
0: stuff. oddly enough. That's uh, They do win those arguments.
1: Oh, they do. I mean, it's, it's futile to even get into it. But, But they have their their point, and I'll I'll defend them too. Here here it is. I wanted to call it uh, Beyond a Reasonable Doubt. A lawyer looks at the evidence, examines it, and and acquits, uh, and renders a verdict that that the Christianity truth claims are valid. uh, Harry Crocker, of course, wanted me to call it Jesus on trial, but I guess they think that's catchy. And and to me, it sounds a little bit sacrilegious and, and irreverent. Who am I, a mortal? put my savior on trial he's already been put on trial and he, hmm. and he won but 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 immediately in the subtitle a lawyer affirms the truth of the gospel which clearly indicates that that i'm a believer and that i'm defending it so i i relented that fine <laughs> but my point is also though with harry as long i'll do this book when i finally agree to do it as long as you understand i'm not just looking at it clinically, analytically, like a boring lawyer would look for filing a legal brief. I want to tell my own story, and I want to uh, relate my excitement for Scripture and for theology and for stories about the Bible that drew me in in a way that I hope is infectious and that has an impact on people, because I don't think I can be as effective by just uh, repackaging what the great giants of of apologetics have already done. They can do it better than I can, only if I frame it in a way that I that it was unraveled to me, and I hope to have a chance. So that's how my book distinguishes itself uh, from the other books. As I said, it's got the stories, it's got the theology, and all the other stuff. Lee, Lee Strobel, when somebody said on Twitter uh, to both of us, how does your book differ from Lee? Lee popped right up. and David's book is a lot different from mine, and uh, it's a great book, and I wholeheartedly endorse it. But Lee, Lee interviewed people. He was a pioneer in this stuff, and he yeah. popularized this in the popular culture. I love Lee Strobel. So uh, you
0: know I don't hope Well to but, be as he good as him, it, but he came at it he came at it from the pardon? viewpoint he came at it from the viewpoint of an investigative reporter and he wanted to see exactly. what he could uncover the the, 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 the lawyer inve- the, the you may have an investigative reporter and an attorney both investigate the same case but they will they will do so for very different outcomes and the 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 lawyer investigates it more on the on the weight of the evidence that's versus right. uh, sometimes the reporter reporting on the abundance of it, uh, so it's not only the abundance in your case, but it's also the importance of it. And let's let's touch on that because Jesus in in two thousand and fourteen, David is as is as under attack. Maybe more so now than he was in the time that he walked on the planet. Talk about that and talk about how this relates to what we battle culturally every day.
1: Well, as you know, Kevin, we are. The, the, this, this culture, this world is on fire. And the Christian worldview, and one reason it, it, it's affirming to me, the Bible is affirming to me, is that it accurately depicts the human condition. We, mm-hmm. it, it depicts us made in God's image, but fallen and depraved, And uh, we are not, as the secular humanists and materialists say, on a path linear path to enlightenment. We can look at the last century alone and see the hundreds of millions of people slaughtered in the name of tyrannical ideology, uh, Jesus Christ offers uh, hope and love, and he—don't no, get me wrong—he is God and doesn't look on sin. But uh, he offers love, and you're not going to see any murders committed today in his name, and not any that are accurate. You know, you talk about well, there's all kinds of violence with Christians. No, don't, don't, don't conflate. Christopher Hitchens talked about. Uh, the, in the name of religion, all these people, so Chris Christopher, why do you guys if you don't believe in God, why do you go after Christians? So, what difference does it make you because because you guys are calling, causing all the violence in the world. No, that's intellectually dishonest for Dawkins and Hitchens and all these guys to talk about Christians committing violence. It's de minimis. The, the violence is coming worldwide from radical Islam, and we all know that, and we're we're not being honest, intellectually honest, if we deny that, but the culture. Is attacking Christianity, nevertheless, and I believe the reason it's attacking Christianity is because deep down in their hearts, people know because God created all of us, every last one of us, all sexes, all races, all kinds of people. He created all of us in His image, and we know the law is written on our hearts. Romans 1:19-20 says the glories of the creation are so manifest that we are without excuse. But Romans 1:18, preceding those two, says. Men in their unrighteousness suppress the truth. But we know, deep down, even atheists know, and they're fighting themselves. Just like, just like that friend of mine who was challenging me, he was really at challenging himself by challenging me. They're not comfortable in their unbelief because their hearts tell them, even if they're hardened, somewhat hardened, deep down under the layers of pride and, and sin or whatever it is, people know instinctively, even if they can't quite put their fingers on it, and so they're looking at Christians and Christianity as a reflection at this absolute moral standard that, that we try to adhere to. They won't have it. They're in, in an act of, in a state of rebellion, and they see us as kind of the moral police, even though we actually don't do any enforcement. They don't want to be reminded of it. So I, right. think, I really think it's that fundamental, and that's why they discriminate against us, and they, they call it we're intolerant. No, they're the ones who are intolerant uh, toward us. And I, I'm not buying into this stuff about us being in power.
0: Yeah. Stay with us, Kevin McCulloch. Hi, it's Kevin McCullough. You've heard me for weeks telling you that I'm getting better sleep than I've ever gotten before because of my pillow. My pillow was just awarded the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation. My pillow is the world's most comfortable pillow because their patented interlocking fill conforms to my unique shape, resulting in the most restful sleep I've ever had in my life. And my pillow stays cool throughout the night, they guarantee it for ten full years not to go flat. In addition, you can just throw it in the washer dryer and keep it nice and fresh for years to come. And now a better reason for you to try my MyPillow, 50% off of all products at MyPillow.com. That includes all sizes of pillows, the fabulous bed topper that revolutionized my lovely bride's sleep, and everything else, 50% off. And if you can't check them out online, then give them a call. The number is 800-506-2641. That's 800-506-2641. 1-800-506-2641. And most important of all, use the promo code KMC. Promo code KMC when you call.
3: Hi, I'm eHarmony.com founder, Dr. Neil Clark Warren. From the very beginning, eHarmony has helped Christians find their perfect soulmate. And I'm so proud to share with you that 565,000 marriages have started on eHarmony.com. Most of those marriages are between two dedicated Christian persons. After years away, I'm back as CEO of eHarmony.com and I am deeply committed to the importance of maintaining a strong allegiance to everything Christian marriage stands for. Who you marry will have more impact on your happiness than almost any other decision you make. We promise to do everything in our power to help you succeed. Make sure you trust this sacred task to a company that accounts for 438 married members
0: every day. Go to eHarmony.com. And get started today for free. Hi, it's Kevin McCullough. And if you're a regular listener to The Kevin McCullough Show, you know that I spent some time in Israel this past spring. When I got back, I realized there are so many people that would like to go see the land of Israel, but I know that it's expensive and times are tough. So one of the things I thought I could do, just because I wanted to, was take some of the 1,000 photos that I took while I was there, distill them to about 400, and put them in a book so that people could see at least what I saw through the lens of my camera. I did not realize what a joy. And blessing it was going to be to so many people. That's why we decided to offer it in the ebook format. Yeah, a photo ebook that you can download to your tablet, to your smartphone, or to your computer. And if you would like a copy of the Kevin McCullough photo ebook on his trip to Israel, titled From Shiloh to Shalom, all you gotta do is send me an email, kmcradio at gmail.com, and request Israel ebook. That's kmcradio at gmail.com. That's kmcradio at gmail.com
2: ladies and gentlemen I think this voice is starting he had a gift sing songs, write songs that's all I want to do his father had a plan God set you apart son
3: you're going into the ministry
2: I don't hear this call daddy wants me to hear his family had a secret you're about as close to the real thing as I've ever seen it's time to tell them the truth He has a right to know who he is. But only God knew his destiny. Just want to work
1: some of my songs. Nobody wants to hear your songs. You're a pretender, buddy. You are nothing.
2: The love of God seeks us in every situation. If He is in your dreams, nothing can stand against Him. Starring Seth Green, Ashley Judd, Blake Rain, and Ray Liotta. The Identical. TG parental guidance suggested. In theater September 5th. See the trailer at theidenticalmovie.com.
0: I guess something else that I'm hoping that your book will will be will serve as kind of a a, a sounding uh, alarm for is that even inside the church skeptics are not dealt with in a world of of absolutes and you talk about how even after doing this project there's still doubts that you have about certain things but I think giving rise to those with doubts that sometimes seem to me to just be doubting for the sake of the exercise, that they're not really yeah. looking for answers. But we, what, what the, I guess the net effect that I'm pointing at is it seems to be watering down pulpits in some places. Oh, 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 God. And yeah, my, my tremendous it. concern is that if the church folds in on itself, then the culture's doomed.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. You asked me about a question, I, a culture question. I really don't get into the culture. I talk about how the, the, we're in the postmodern culture, where we deny, the culture denies even the existence of truth, so Christian apologists, before they can even get to in the front door, they've got to talk about the existence of truth, as absurd as have that to that deal with that psycho babble. Everybody knows there's truth. But I thought you wanted me to respond to the question. It's really not part of the book. The book is solely about apologetics and theology. But since you asked me this further question about deluding yeah. the truth in the church... That's a pet peeve of mine, and there's a lot of seeker-friendly churches. I happen to belong to one. There's a fine balance between diluting the gospel to get people in the door, and then telling them the truth and being willing to talk about sin, and talking about the hard truths of Christianity without fear they're going to walk out the door. And there's a balance. There's a fine line because we want to spread the word, but we don't want we want the word to really be the word. And I think my church does a very good job. There's a lot of churches out there in the pop culture that just just uh, want to uh, yield to the cultural norms. Well, the book of God is safe, ab- absolute truth, that ab- God-inspired inerrant revelation, in my view, and it cannot be watered down without doing a disservice to God. And I agree with you that the church, some inside the church, there's some corruption uh, of theology and truth, and that is terrible. I mean, that's... That does that, that's, that's as much damage as the culture could ever do. I don't address it specifically in the book, right. because that's not the purpose of the book. But under, but underscoring
0: idea. but underscoring a theological viewpoint for the individual believer is actually quite helpful, and that's why I think that the more people uh, ground themselves in apologetics, the more that we can keep that stuff at yep. bay, even, even inside the Church. And something you just Very said uh, triggered a, a thought in my head, and that is, that sometimes these skeptics, whether they are inside or outside of the church walls, they act as though they've come across something new in the text. Oh, this is an inconsistency (laughs) that is somehow... uh, Nobody in the entire history of the published Word of God has ever caught this before, but they did. Talk about the kind of timeless nature that the Bible has endured the scrutiny of, and why that bodes even more support for the validity of it.
1: Yeah, so true. By the way, when I alluded to the fact that I still have some doubts, what I mean to say, I don't really, but what I mean to say is that there are some questions I can't answer to the skeptic's complete satisfaction, and I recognize that. There are some things in the Old Testament, God ordered the the killing of the Canaanites and all that stuff, you know, it it, it makes you want, I I understand the explanations, and I'm satisfied with them, and I defer to God and who he is and, and, and all that but there are things that, that are still a little problematic. They do not cause me any real doubt. I want to be clear about that. But yes, throughout church history, these the skeptics that think that because of the Enlightenment, the rise of rationalism following the uh, pre-modern era and, and all the, uh, you know, the, the the French Revolution and all the the Renaissance thing after, I mean, before that, we started using our minds as opposed to Christians. Of course, Christians always use their mind. It's pro-intellectual, not anti. We're supposed to love the Lord with all our might. There were they think they've uncovered doubt that people wouldn't have had before because they weren't as smart and we've grown so much intellectually. But that is so untrue. You can read the classics. Nobody's any smarter than Socrates today, by the way. Now Socrates is pre Christian, but nobody or at least he wasn't in the same place. No, he is actually pre Christian. And but you can read Aquinas, you can read St. Augustine or Saint Augustine if you want to pronounce it. These guys dealt with doubts. They addressed uh, the harmony of the Gospels, the apparent inconsistency. And what you find when you study these is unity in the diversity. It is, it is, the more you dig, the more uh, you will affirm your belief. But these things have not been ever uncovered by these geniuses, uh, modern geniuses. They've been, uh, these conflicts have existed from the very beginning. By the way, though, that's a different thing from saying, as the Da Vinci Code implies, in this new interest and fascination with the Jesus tradition, there were not competing Christianities in the first century. The mm. the followers of Jesus Christ, after witnessing his resurrection, firmly believed he was fully God and fully man. There were not 80 competing stories for, for emergence in the gospel, for, for dominance in the gospel. The gospel was a reflection of what the uh, the eyewitnesses actually saw and reported, and there was no conflict about what the dominant theme of the gospel
0: was and that's a myth uh his name is david limbaugh he's the constitutional attorney and of course author of the new book jesus on trial you you see him all over the place he's on fox news he's on tons of radio shows everywhere uh and i'm i'm honored to be able to call him a friend stay with us kevin mccullough show hi it's kevin mccullough and i've got some great news for you uh, you've been hearing me for weeks brag about the new quality of sleep I get uh, in each and every night that I now sleep on a thing called my pillow. It's uh, for a lot of uh, scientific reasons as to why that's occurring. Uh, one is they've got this interlocking fill that stays in place and supports your head uh, and does it uh, better than down, better than memory foam, better than anything else that's out there because the way it interlocks and works together. It's just better technology. But the other parts of my pillow that are awesome is that that technology has now brought about some recognition. For instance, they have been named the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation. Now, that's like the Food and Drug Administration for uh, your organic broccoli. They're saying this is the best. It's the only pillow endorsed by the National Sleep Foundation. Now, if that means something to you, and I would think it does, then you should take advantage of their incredible celebration. Because for the month of September, Mike at MyPillow told me that they're going to take 50% off everything in the MyPillow store because both their pillow and their bed topper were named the official products of the National Sleep Foundation. Again, only endorsing one product in each category that they uh, list. Now, the bed topper, I've told you about that too. My lovely bride, it's four inches of sheer wonderfulness on top of our mattress. Uh, She is now expecting our next child, and she had not been sleeping well. We got this bed topper. She began to sleep long and deep every single night. In fact, uh, this uh, holiday weekend, she woke up on one day and said, Oh, man, I can't believe what good sleep I got last night. In fact, uh, uh, the, the father-in-law has been over visiting for most of the month of August. He wanted to see his grandbabies. He lives in California. We live in New York. And uh, he, he had had a hard time with sleep apnea and snoring and some other stuff. We gave him a MyPillow his second night of his three-week visit. We didn't hear him snore the rest of his visit. In fact, he said, can I take the my pillow home? <laughs> Well, we're going to make sure he gets more than just that, because we're going to take advantage of the 50% off sale at MyPillow.com, celebrating the fact that the National Sleep Foundation has named them the products that they will endorse. They also uh, guarantee, they, MyPillow, guarantees their product not to go flat for 10 full years. It's warranted for a decade I dare you to find a pillow that has that kind of guarantee of performance anywhere else. And for whatever reason, if you just don't like it, don't like the way it looks, whatever, you can return it, no questions asked, the first 60 days that you have it. What do you have to lose? Absolutely nothing. But here's what I need you to do. I need you to call this number and get your My Pillow ordered and take advantage of that 50% off uh, everything in their store. It's 800-506-2641. Now, this is only for the month of September. 800-506-2641 and use promo code KMC for Kevin McCullough when you call. That's 800-506-2641 or MyPillow.com. experience anything like this again in our lives.
2: One two three four. One team had the longest winning streak in sports history. 12 years, 151 games in a row. Inspired by the extraordinary true story of De La Salle High School. We were never just about winning. We were built on families and our town coming together. Until the winning streak in sports history is now over. But when you lose more than a game... How do you find your way back? People always ask me what it's like to never lose. Today I am lost. Because it's not about winning. We got caught up in the hype, the glory, and the relentless pressure. That's not who we are. It's about growing up.
0: Don't let a game define who you are. Let the way you live your lives do that.
2: It's about Standing tall. When the Game Stands Tall. A film about faith, family, and football. Starring Jim Caviezel. In theaters August 22nd. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Go to StandTallResources.com.
3: I want be-
0: are speaking with uh, New York Times bestselling author David Limbaugh. He is an attorney. He is a commentator. He is the brother of some dude named Rush. Uh, and in spite of all that, he's a really likable guy. <laughs> so he's with us uh, again uh, here on the, uh, on the broadcast. And um, he has written a book called Jesus on Trial, A Lawyer Affirms the Truth of the Gospel. And in this, he uh, makes uh, the case for, um, for Christ. He makes the case for why the Bible is trustworthy. He makes the case for why uh, those that name the name of Jesus do so, not just from maybe a personal experience of redemption and of forgiveness and of feeling like their life has been uh, completely uh, uh, transformed, but also from the weight of the evidence of what people have said down through the centuries as it has been gathered into the uh into the text of scripture and one of the key endorsers of the book a man i have immense respect for Ravi zacharias uh very much uh urges you to uh read this book and to uh, give it a consideration david in the time we have left i want to touch on a, a few things uh when i and and I, I'm in an interesting place in life because as a small business operator and as somebody that has multiple radio broadcasts and TV shows during the week and so forth, I'm just I'm always on the go. But I have a lot of people that are crossing my path, some of which I'm working with, who know that I'm a, a devout believer in Jesus, uh, and they are not. They are the farthest thing from it. Uh, they, they like to test me. They like to throw things at me. They like to ask questions from time to time that they think will trip me up. I think for the most part I have reasoned answers for those things. But there are always a few things that, that depending on the circumstance or the headline that they ask me about, it does, it does get tricky. And you address these in the book. One of them is moral law and the idea that there is an absolute uh, moral law that is in existence. They say, well if there is such a thing, then it is subjective and it is your law versus somebody else's law. And I try to explain that's not how moral law works. But for those that have that a question about moral law in the book, what, what do you say?
1: I say that uh, there there the fact that we have an idea of good and evil, and C.S. Lewis talked about this, the fact we have an idea about good and evil actually proves that there was a lawgiver. You can't have morality and moral laws without a lawgiver. And uh, if we were just a, a, if we had just evolved from the primordial soup or from a simple cell form, uh, we wouldn't have any clue about – nor care about morals. We wouldn't have an absolute external moral refer- reference such as we have. We wouldn't have any way to distinguish between uh, the, the relative goodness between uh, Adolf Hitler and, and Mother Teresa. But we do. Uh, the law is written in our hearts, and, and we know that that there is an absolute morality that we can judge, and we do judge. And people worldwide, and historically, have uh, been sensitive to this conscience and this this uh, existence of evil. In fact, one of the affirmations of my uh, uh, faith is, and I've said it before, is the per- this is ironic, and it's a paradox again, that the pervasiveness of evil in this world reminds me of how accurately the Bible depicts the, the state of the human condition. And uh, it doesn't make any bones about describing our condition as sinful. And and the more, by the way, when you become a Christian, uh, if you think all of a sudden you're not a sinner, then you, may, you better question yourself. Because what happens when you become uh, converted is the Holy Spirit enters your life and illuminates your sin state for you. Now, he empowers you. The Holy Spirit empowers you. To overcome sin on a day-to-day basis, but he also illuminates your own depravity and you see your sinfulness in, in a in a clearer light, and it's kind of disturbing when you first become a Christian. Yeah, but it, it's it's the way it is.
0: Well, and I think that there are some people that have seen that, and they are uh, they're trying to fill the void, push against it in every way, except surrendering their li- surrendering their life to Christ. And I think it's interesting that. Uh, the more that I have uh, entertained some questions from these uh, skeptic friends of mine, uh, the more they keep coming back to, "Well, how come I, uh, I shouldn't feel guilty about? Because I'm not making wow. the choice you make. I don't, I don't, I don't ascribe to any." I said, so, "Well, that's self-evidence then <laughs> that God's doing something on you." And they're like, "No, I didn't give Him permission to." Um, it's just that's funny true, but- to, to see the degree that humans will fight against uh, God's well, uh, leading.
1: Well, 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 but Kevin, that, that's an interesting thing. You, if, if we're right that God created us, the God, the Triune God of the Bible, and that He will judge us according to whether we accept or reject Him uh, and, 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 and accept His offer of redemption, uh, then they don't have the real choice of opting out. I mean, they may think they can be exempt from; uh, they can they can opt out, but they will suffer the punishment. And that's what's said. And we don't say that gloatingly. In fact, I can't stand the kind of Christian that would gloat about such a thing. Right, but. Lovingly, we tell them, hey, I don't think you ought to be so apathetic because you can't just say, I'm going to stay home today and let you guys play the game. This game applies to you two. No, right. God has no grandchildren. You can't be born into a Christian family and be a Christian. You have to make a choice. It's an act of the will, an act of the volition. But before you ever get to that point, you're going to have to accept some of the, the Christianity's truth claims. So take a look at the Bible, take a look at theology, take a look at my book or some other uh, authority, not authority, but some other source that will alert you to what these these truths really are, and they're not as they're not as hard to believe as you think they are if you just open your mind to them
0: well and and the over the course of months that we've been having these conversations, I already see vast movement in where they started, so I think it's a matter of time I think Holy Spirit has I think uh, I think the Holy Spirit's doing his Yoda on them, and he's just a matter of time until uh, they're they're across Kevin, the people line.
1: Planted, people planted seeds with me twenty years before I ever accepted it, yeah. so it's encouraging. And I well, and that points it. to something
0: important. Yeah. That it points to something yeah. important that no matter the facts and the evidence, no matter the uh, amount of uh, weightiness. Relationships matter. We'll pick up on that when we continue. Kevin McCullough, glad you're with us each weekday for the Kevin McCullough Show online at thebenchthinker.com and on facebook.com slash KMC01. Ladies
2: and gentlemen, identical! I think this voice is stoned. He had a gift. Just in your soul, Mr sing songs write songs that's all i want to do his father had a plan god set you apart
1: son you're going into the ministry
2: i don't hear this call daddy wants me to hear his family had a secret you're about as close to the real thing as i've ever seen it's time to tell him the truth he has a right to know who he is but only god knew his destiny
1: just want to work some of my songs nobody wants to hear your songs you're a pretender buddy you are nothing
2: the love of god seeks us in every situation If he is in your dreams, nothing can stand against him. Starring Seth Green, Ashley Judd, Blake Rain, and Ray Liotta. The Identical. Rated PG. Dreadful guidance suggested. In theaters September 5th. See the trailer at TheIdenticalMovie.com.
0: Hi, it's Kevin McCullough. You've heard me for weeks telling you that I'm getting better sleep than I've ever gotten before because of my pillow. My pillow was just awarded the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation. My pillow is the world's most comfortable pillow because their patented interlocking fill conforms to my unique shape resulting in the most restful sleep I've ever had in my life. And my pillow stays cool throughout the night. They guarantee it for 10 full years not to go flat. In addition, you can just throw it in the washer dryer and keep it nice and fresh for years to come. And now a better reason for you to try my Pillow, 50% off of all products at MyPillow.com. That includes all sizes of pillows, the fabulous bed topper that revolutionized my lovely bride's sleep, and everything else, 50% off. And if you can't check them out online, then give them a call. The number is 800-506-2641. That's 800-506-2641. 1-800-506-2641. And most important of all, use the promo code KMC. Promo code KMC. When you call Kevin McCullough, you know my business partner Stephen Baldwin has always been invested in his health. He's got a busy schedule and it hasn't always allowed him to eat very well. But when Stephen came across a technology that turned whole foods into supplements without losing any of the nutrient content, he knew he had to take advantage of it. The result is called This Life Now, a line of supplements named for one of Stephen's favorite scriptures, John ten ten. I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. God gives us eternal life, but He also wants to give us abundant life. Exactly where we are right now, and This Life Now helps us achieve just that. So we want you to go to the website and try it for yourself. You'll get more whole food nutrients per day. You'll get more energy and better overall health. More time to enjoy the abundance God has provided. Would you get online? ThisLifeNow.net ThisLifeNow.net Or 844-592-5433 That's 844-592-5433 Providing whole food nutrition in convenient supplement form That's ThisLifeNow.net
2: Work hard Play hard Listen hard The revolution With rhythm Renewing minds Evil, the 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 world,
0: the Apart from and out of the context of anything but uh, a relationship with a believer, it is it is difficult for someone to come to an understanding if they don't see it reflected by those of us that already name his name properly.
1: That's correct. And, and, and I'm always careful. You know, for example, on Twitter, a very public forum, some liberal, the left, hateful people go after you, and they're as nasty as they can be. But uh, I'm tempted to respond in kind. I don't deny I'm a human uh, and, and still a subject to sin impulses. And and, uh, and my pastor talks about leaking. You know, we Christians, we backslide. If you don't stay in the Bible, if you don't pray, it's all about a relationship. And, and you, have, you're, you have temptations of the flesh. You have every other. You're exposed to everything a non-Christian is. It's just that you're empowered a little more empowered to overcome and fight sin because the Holy Spirit indwells you. I know that sounds like poppycock to people, but I didn't used to believe it either. But I'm saying we have to set a better example because we have a responsibility uh, if we are to help people see the truth of what we're talking about, God's redemptive love. And we have to try not to be as snarky as we're tempted to be. I still do sometimes, but I try overwhelmingly, uh, in the majority of cases, not to be uh, to respond in kind to liberal hate, I try not to be hateful well, back. But It's hard. And
0: to be and to be candid with you, when I was a much younger talk show host, uh, it was easy to get mad and angry and hang up on people and do that kind of stuff. And some really wise people took me aside and they said, "Kev, no matter what God calls you to or how successful you you go into the industry." Um, you're not going to be allowed to do that because God is going to expect something different. There should be redemptive fruit coming out of the work that you're sowing in, even, even on the airwaves on a daily. And it was a really harsh reminder to me that uh, my life isn't my own. It, it has been bought no. with the blood of Jesus. And because of that, I'm expected to be different in that regard. And so we, we, there is, we have
1: a higher calling. We have yeah. not because we're cool or it's special. But it, once you, you realize you really do have a higher calling. Uh, if you uh, become a witness for Christ and you got to try not to allow yourself to devolve into
0: the I want to turn pages. the final uh, uh, set of uh, comments here to another section and and uh, I don't I don't um, I admit I didn't read the whole book yet David but I'm I am in the process of it and I'm I'm excited about what you've done and I really do want people to get a copy it's called uh, Jesus on trial a lawyer uh, affirms the truth of the gospel and it is uh, well written by the way there are 50 pages 50 Pages, not 50 notes, 50 pages of source notes on the material that he has in there. Uh, so when you get it, don't be too intimidated. About a, a tenth of it is is actual uh, uh, sourcing, uh, which is good because I think when people get and when they study deeper, you give them a lot of areas that they can go well, to for help. It's
1: just proof I don't know what I'm talking about, and I have to rely on people who do. <laughs> that,
0: that's that's not true. But I want to I want to touch on this because I think this is the one that gets people more than anything else. David Limbaugh, if God is lo- is loving, if Jesus came to redeem us. If giving our lives to Him uh, reunites us with the Creator, why is there suffering in this life? What does suffering say in the human experience, but also in the biblical theology about whether or not God is?
1: Well, suffering is one of the, evil and suffering are are some of the greatest obstacles to the faith. Why would an all-loving and all-powerful God allow the kind of suffering and evil we see in the world?
0: I know, and Dave, on that note, I'm sorry, uh, if you want to hear the rest of David's answer, you're going to have to go to my Facebook page and get the podcast, uh, because we're just out of time. David Limbaugh, Jesus on Trial. Get a copy. Enjoy. Facebook.com slash KMC01.